SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome to your extraordinary life by design, where each week we will dive into tips and strategies on how to incorporate strong self-care habits, which will help you create, design, and sustain the life you want to live with confidence, grace, ease, and flow, and one where you can wake up to each morning with gratitude. Hi, I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, Mindset and Emotional Awareness Coach for Women. If you want to create healthy habits to support your overall well-being so that you can avoid the burnout, people-pleasing, stop chasing after perfectionism, avoid comparison syndrome, and chasing after every magic pill, then you're in the right place because these are some of the things we will cover as the weeks go by. So I hope that you're ready to take back your life. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Your Extraordinary Life by Design. I'm your host, Leslie, and today I'm going to continue the conversation about triggers, and more importantly, how you can learn to navigate your own emotional trigger moments. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about what triggers are, we've identified what some of them could be, and then last week, we talked about how to identify your own. Now, this week, I want to continue the conversation, but before I do, let's do a quick recap. So we identified that some triggers could be the anniversary date of loss or trauma, a frightening news event, too much to do and you feel overwhelmed, family friction, the end of a relationship, whether that's personal or professional, spending too much time alone where you feel isolated, judged, criticized, teased, or put down, and financial problems. Then I introduced you to what I call the trigger cycle, which is our emotional cycle on repeat and how there are six key factors to our decision-making process when we're emotionally triggered. Number one, there's the event, which of course is the trigger. Something happens that triggers an emotion. Then number two, as I explained to you, there's that space between moment, which is the space or the pause where you're thinking about what's happening and you're deciding what it means. Now, again, all of this is happening fairly quickly, but if it is a trigger such as an anniversary date of loss or trauma, then some of your responses are already embedded into your subconscious mind, which means you've already decided the meaning and your response will be from that place. Now, the third piece is, If it is something new, then what will follow immediately after the event are your, after the thoughts are your emotions, which again are based on your thoughts. And remember, if you're emotionally triggered where your emotions are heightened and you don't take control of that piece, then you will respond from that emotional place, shutting down your prefrontal cortex, which is the section of your brain that helps with processing information, you know, the logical center, if you will. And your amygdala, the part of the brain that drives the fight or flight response, is in overdrive, along with your hippocampus, which is the part of your brain responsible for regulating your emotional responses. So I hope at this point that it's starting to come together for you. So then number four, based on how you're feeling, the thoughts you're thinking, 
This is where you decide the meaning to give, you will give to what has just happened. Again, remember, this is on something brand new happening, not necessarily something that is already a decision you've made long ago. Number five leads to your response based on the meaning you've given and in turn driving what you say and or what you do. And finally, number six, your words and your actions will determine your results. Either you're in control because you're self-aware or you're reactive because you're not aware. And again, remember, you could be aware and you're leaning on the identity of this is who I am. And so that's why I do what I do. So I want to come back to the question of how do you become self-aware so that you learn to manage your emotions so that they don't manage you and steal your time? And I want to give you an exercise to help you with that because it is something I think that will help you as you go through your day to day. Plus, I'll give you a little bonus tip at the end, which I, again, I'll mention afterwards to help you calm yourself in those emotional trigger moments. So this is what I want you to do for the next seven days. Um, this is just a, an exercise that I think will help you become more self-aware of how you respond when you are triggered and your emotions are uh, enhanced. If you don't currently have one, buy yourself a little notebook and keep it with you. You're going to use it as an emotional triggers journal because this exercise is going to have you track your responses when you get triggered. Every time you get triggered by something and you react to it without thinking, first things first, I want you to number one, acknowledge what happened. Just acknowledge it. Notice that it happened and acknowledge it. And then don't beat yourself up because we can get in our own way and get in our heads when we start, you know, taking ourselves down that rabbit hole of beating ourselves up and why did you do this and, you know, getting down on ourselves. I want you to uh, just acknowledge it. Don't beat yourself up. And then I want you to get out your journal and write it out. And what you're going to do again for the next seven days, you're going to write what happened, where you were, who you were with, how you feel or how you felt and how you responded. Now, the reason you want to do this immediately after something happens and you respond is because you want it to be fresh in your mind of what really happened, how you really felt, and how you really responded. Because if too much time passes, it will be that much harder to document the event as it really happened, right? And you want to be able to have an accounting of the actual events so that you can start tracking them and understanding yourself more. It's like when you have a dream, for example, and you just wake up. If you document your dream right away, right then and there, you can remember it and visualize it more clearly. But if you wait too long, the details become fuzzy. Now, the purpose of this exercise is so that you can start becoming self-aware of your patterns, become more self-aware of your buttons, you know, the types of things that trigger you. As an example, an external trigger could be someone's tone of voice or your son or daughter rolling their eyes at you and so you feel disrespected and you become angry. It could even be body language of someone and it could be that someone cut you off in traffic. Something to think about is that maybe the reason you felt triggered in the first place to anger from any of the examples I just gave is that you actually are tired because you didn't get a good night's sleep. Now, this could be the scenario. The night before, you didn't get a good night's sleep because you experienced monkey mind, because your mind was racing, because of all the things that you didn't get done the day before. And now your plate is full the next day and you feel overwhelmed and you didn't even find the time 
during the day for some self-care. So I hope that you're starting to see a pattern here. Just to give you an idea of the reasoning behind, right? So one of the things that I help my clients with is helping them to start recognizing their patterns. Most of their habits, their emotional habits, their thought habits, their response habits come from not incorporating enough self-care into their day-to-day to support their emotional and physical well-being. Things like eating nutritionally, hydrating your body, you know, making sure you take mental breaks during the day, setting yourself up for an, a really good night's sleep. These are really important. If you want to really understand yourself more and understand why some things trigger you more than others, this exercise is is going to definitely help you. I know for me, one of my triggers was around weight. I grew up as a yo-yo dieter. I believed that skinny was where it was at, and I didn't really treat myself well when it came to eating. I was a model when I was younger, and so, of course, back then, the industry said that, you know, skinny was where you had to be. Uh, Everyone was talking about, like, the skinnier you were, the clothes looked better. And so I took that as being industry standard or world standard, and um, I really didn't treat myself well. And so fast forward, you know, I've been married now almost 26 years, but before I started getting into self-development, um, every time my husband would jokingly say things, something like, oh, you've lost weight after picking me up in a bear hug, I'd immediately revert back to when I was a young woman and my yo-yo dieting years. My, and I even had an eating disorder back then. And my family always would have comments about how my weight would go up, how my weight would go down, comments that would get under my skin, hurt my feelings make me feel less self-confident about myself. And that would lead me to getting emotional and saying something negative to my husband, believing that he was also criticizing me. Now, when I recognized my patterns because I did the work and I finally understood where my feelings and emotional responses were coming from, I gained that self-awareness. And I finally understood that my husband wasn't being critical and he wasn't trying to hurt me. That was just a story that I was telling myself and one that I chose to believe. And so in my new self-awareness, I unpacked it and reframed my thoughts and the stories I was telling myself around it. Because it really does come down to the stories we tell ourselves and the ones we choose to believe as our truth. I learned to reframe my stories. And so anything around weight no longer triggers me. It's something that's allowed me to really love the woman in my reflection, who is almost 60, by the way. And although I don't look anywhere how I did in my 20s, I'm much more confident in my skin now than I've ever been. So now working with my clients when when they learn to understand and recognize their own patterns, it allows them to face a fear or maybe even fears that are driving their emotional responses. For me, I like to think of fear as just another word for curiosity, where you can become curious about yourself and what drives you, and which allows you to ask questions to get to know yourself on a deeper level and help you reframe your stories into more positive ones. Questions like, what do I believe? Is it true? And does it have to be true? How can I learn from this and change my belief for my benefit to empower me? And what supporting evidence do I need to help me move through my limiting belief into a more empowering one? 
Once you understand that your beliefs around the stories that you are telling yourself are what influ- are influencing your thoughts and emotions, you learn that by changing your mindset, allowing yourself to look at your fears from a place of curiosity, asking yourself questions around your beliefs, and switching your negative ones to more empowering ones, and on top of that, gathering around you supporting evidence, supporting your new belief, it ultimately changes your life. Because you'll have more confidence in your decisions and stop second-guessing yourself, leaving self-doubt behind in the rearview mirror. You will have better relationships, especially in how you interact with others, because you'll have empowered yourself to be more aware of your emotions, what triggers you, and then reframing your stories. And you will have a deeper respect for your fears, because fear allows you to become more curious about yourself asking the what questions, asking the how questions, and getting curious about how to move through life better. Now, as promised, here's a quick exercise that you can do whenever you find yourself getting riled up due to a trigger moment. It's a deep breathing exercise to reset for when you are triggered. So step one is slow down. Recognize you're having a moment and slow it down. Step two, remove yourself from the situation. So go somewhere quiet and remove yourself from what just happened. Step three is breathe. Take slow, deep breaths and count up to 10. And then take slow, deep breaths and count backwards from 10. Now step four, get your body moving. Get up and walk around and continue taking slow, deep breaths counting up to 10 and counting backwards from 10 when you start to feel yourself relaxing more. And what you're doing is you're snapping yourself out of that cortisol rush by focusing on your breathing so that you can reset and make more confident and better decisions that serve you and bringing yourself back to the present moment and out of the mind where you are in a loop of your spiraling thoughts and emotions. Because remember, we all live in the present moment until something happens And then we're bumped into our emotions and self-talk. And so that's when you're no longer living in the moment. But instead, you're focusing on the past, which might be you focusing on all of the bad things that have happened to you, telling yourself that you deserve it, wondering why this keeps happening to you, going through your list of regrets, or you're focusing on the future with your list of what ifs and anticipating negative outcomes, believing that you don't deserve good to happen to you, letting your inner critic double down on doubt. Now, here's something else. Most of the time, your body reacts physically in tandem to your thoughts because your mind is telling your body how to feel, although you'll believe it's your emotions first. And your body is telling your mind what to think, which can then spiral your emotions because they're working in tandem, right? So the more your emotion becomes heightened, the more your negative self-talk ramps itself up, you get yourself in that spiral, So I want to leave you with an example. Your kids roll their their eyes at you. You've had a long day. You come home. You're telling your kids to do something and they roll their eyes at you. And just remember, they're just being kids and they're not really recognizing that they've hit a nerve. And now you start to feel a tightness in your chest or your heart starts to beat fast and you can feel the anger bubbling up. Just take a step back. Stop yourself by doing this reset exercise to get yourself back on track and in control of your emotions.
And finally, step five. Once you are calmer, then you can revisit what just happened and make a better decision in how you respond so that fear is not driving your responses. You are. However, if you do respond in a way that once you've cooled off, you recognize isn't really who you want to come across as, then writing it down will help you recognize this trigger and you can get better at controlling your responses. And remember, don't beat yourself up if you respond badly. You are a human being with emotions and the ability to think. Learning about yourself and what makes you tick will help you help you become more self-aware of this process and give you back the control that you desire. I hope that this was helpful for you today, and I'm so excited for you as you build and strengthen your self-awareness muscle, and I'm excited for the journey to come because we're going to learn more about mindset, emotional awareness, and self-love, and how the three of them together is how we are living our lives. For now, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your energy with me. I would love to stay in touch, so let's connect. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked this episode and what you are learning, please head over to whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and give me some love so that I can reach more people and help them. And if you want to have a conversation around what you are learning because you feel like you could use a little more insight or possibly see what working with me could look like for you, then be sure to reach out to me at lesliegoodettecoaching at gmail.com and let's set up a quick 15-minute chat. For now, I'll see you next time. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light, Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light, Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.